Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. You know, I kind of tossed this out a couple of days ago, and we're going to be in the district. You want to come and say hi, and lo and behold, you are here, so thank you so much. How are you? I'm great. It's wonderful to be here. It's like old home week. You know, I'm cradle Catholic. Uh, Get a little closer yeah, just because it's loud out Gr- here. Grown up in, uh, grown up in, uh, in St. Louis and uh, used to go to the fish fries at St. Catherine Lambre, Christ Prince of Peace. I, I'm feeling a little guilty. My sons have just texted me. You've been called out. Y- called <laughs> out because uh, they want to know why the heck I'm not at St. Clair of Assisi where I slopped uh, coleslaw and uh, mac and cheese for 10 years at the fish fry uh, over in St. Clair. So I said, hey. Uh, it promised me three of my four grandchildren are there, so I'm on my way. <laughs> and Sue Thomas, yes, right? Absolutely. You wanted to come by and see us. Well, you've had uh, a, kind of a pretty busy couple of weeks, and obviously yeah. there's all kinds of stuff going on in Washington, but I want you to talk about, and <clears throat> not to be antagonistic here this afternoon, Congresswoman, because we get along on most things, but I want to talk about Ukraine, and we may have a little bit different opinion, but you sat down with Zelensky and you met with him recently, right? I, I did, I did. I was at the Munich Security Council. Remember, you know, my, my number one uh, uh, committee is financial services and the, and the capital markets uh, subcommittee, where I'm going to have 23 bills on the floor next week, I am happy to say, that are going to help low and income, middle, middle, middle income, I'd say, investors uh, that are out there. They're going to help small businesses, companies go public. So I'm going to pass another 23 bills across the House floor uh, next week out of my committee. But I am also the vice chairman of the House Foreign Affairs Committee. And in that role, I have to do some travel. And I was at the Munich Security Council. And uh, it, it just so happened to be the day that uh, uh, Navalny's uh, was was murdered by Putin. That was the same day. It was the same day, and we actually met with his uh, widow Yulia uh, about three hours after she and ins- she insisted on keeping the meeting and wanted to meet with the American delegation that was there. And uh, I think she was still in shock, and uh, I don't know that she had entirely processed it. Uh, but uh, you know, it just lets you know that the absolutely existential threat that Vladimir Putin is um, and you have to take this man at his word uh, and right now there are mourners lined up as they bury Navalny that are being round up beaten uh, thrown in prison it is uh, a, just egregious uh, not to mention what he's done 
uh, to our uh, the sovereign borders and the and the people of, of Ukraine. So what's what's the message from um, Zelensky? And so here, just just so you know, my position. Not that it matters, but I, I do want to express it here because I think it represents where where a lot of people who are Republicans are in the country right now. Uh, I I have a limited knowledge of geopolitics and 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 I defer to people like you that are experts and. You've served for a long time and you've been involved in a lot of these issues. But when you juxtapose what's going on with the needs that we have in this country, and I know you can't budgetarily necessarily do that all the time, I think there's concern that we're throwing uh, money after something that's maybe already lost. So I guess let's focus on what Zelensky says on their chance of winning, because I have, and I had an expert even a couple of nights ago, there are more and more people saying that this war is lost. Now there's concern then about the rest of the NATO nations, but how do we know that it's not already well, I don't, done deal. I don't believe it's already lost, and I don't believe Zelensky does either, and I don't uh, believe that our NATO partners do, and certainly the, the U.S. Of, of, you know, United States of America doesn't either. You know, remember, we have an agreement, the Budapest Agreement, going on back to 1994, that if Ukraine, I think it was uh, Kazakhstan and Belarus, let go of their nuclear uh, arsenals, that we would give them lethal protection in case someone came after them. I mean, we have an agreement uh, under the Bill Clinton administration. Uh, not Admittedly, that's not something that's discussed very often. It isn't. Right? Yeah. And, and as someone who's a history of this and involved in, in, um, in world and global events, having been a former United States ambassador and, and certainly spent time in, in Europe, the Budapest Agreement is, is something we have to take seriously. And, and uh, they need our lethal weaponry. And I think it's important mainly to stop Putin from doing what he says he's going to do, which is to rebuild the Russian uh, uh, and communist empire. And, and we're talking just, and this was made clear by a guest a couple of nights ago, and I think it is important just because there's nuance here. But when we're talking about, let's say, $60 billion in aid, the majority of that money is going to this country in weapons purchases, that correct? Is, that is correct. In okay. fact, I would tell you this, that at least $30 billion of it should be in our Department of Defense appropriations package. It's, it's really backfill. A lot of it is also the, uh, the money that's in there for Israel. A lot of that is backfill. Right. Um, of, of, in other words, when you say, just, I know what you mean, but when you say backfill, there are things that have already been appropriated, right? Well, we, we've already sent them things, right? We've got to re, re, replenish our own stockpile of right. weaponry and, and, and such. So, so uh, I believe they need us. I don't want them marching into Moldova or, God forbid, another NATO country um, where Article 5 will be triggered because I do not want our sons and daughters' boots on the ground. Um, you know, and you're talking Apparently to the, Macron does. Did you hear about that I this mean, week? What a, you know, wow. don't even get me started. Yeah. So I won't even say it since uh, the good pastor is still sitting here. <laughs> so uh, what I thought about his ridiculous statement, but no. And they don't want our boots on the ground. They're willing to fight for their own sovereignty. Uh, they, they, they just need our help. And I believe we have a solemn oath with them going back to 1994 uh, with the Budapest Agreement. Now, let me go back to the premise, though. You're right. Some 8 million illegal migrants have flooded across our southern border. Um, not to mention, and I had a classified briefing just yesterday morning, um, and uh, this is open source, so I can say it, but there are 110,000 Americans who died from fentanyl. It's outrageous. Were murdered, right. I'm going to say, by fentanyl in the last year alone. And this is flooding across our borders. It's coming. The, the precursors, uh, the substances that build it, are coming from China, coming to Mexico, and coming right across our borders. The cartels, there are two main ones from Mexico, are set up in all 50 states. And uh, this is an absolute assault on uh, just about the average age 18 to 34-year-olds that are all dying. You know, if I, if I had the audio, um, Ethan's back in the studio, I'm not 
asking you to find the season. If I had it, though, we played it earlier this week, I think on Monday. Bill Maher on his show talked about, you know, was very honest that we have, if you want to juxtapose a couple of things here, we have a crisis, and it doesn't seem, not criticizing you or Congress, maybe this isn't an area for the federal government, but we have a crisis of uh, young African Americans being killed by one another. We have a crisis of white young men being killed by drug, fentanyl and drugs. And, and both of those things are taking so many people away and it doesn't seem like we have any solutions for either of them. Well, I, I, I will tell you, I can't go into all the, the details that I received from the classified briefing, but I had a very specific um, uh, and curt conversation, let me say, with um, the DEA and, and our, our other officials about what's happening online. Because a lot of these young people, especially in the second congressional district uh, here, are, are purchasing. They think they're purchasing maybe an Adderall, a Percocet, a, um, a Xanax, Lord fentanyl. knows what. Yeah. And it's all fentanyl. So a lot of it has to do with online purchases. They know who these online perpetrators are and they need to go after them. And I also don't think we've got proper scanning uh, material at our ports of entry so that we can find the fentanyl. It's hidden everywhere and it's coming in. 90 so that, but that, in your opinion, that's a DEA issue. I, I, I really think it is. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, there are, there are other issues that uh, other, I'd, I'd say people, folks in jurisdiction from Border Patrol and, and others that would be involved in that, but it's coming in through our border. Uh, and through our ports of entry. So that is, it's, it's a, you take every war we've ever fought, and this is more of our youth killed. Uh, so, so yes, yes, I believe that we should be doing whatever we can to fight get back against uh, 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 Putin, but we must also secure our southern border. Every state is now a, a border state, whether it's the fentanyl, whether it's the trafficking, whether it's the crime, whether it's the fact that your tax dollars are going to, to, to for the health care, the education, and the welfare of, of um, illegal citizens. And we're hearing more and more about the crimes that they're committing, which is, um, you know, not to mention the terrorists. We've got over 200 that have come in on the terrorist watch list. I could, I could go on and on. So securing our southern border. And, and I believe that when Donald Trump is president of the United States, he will secure our southern border. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 